as Deb said, my segment tonight, it's on the, the blue colored handouts, at least they're blue at our site, not sure about the other sites. Um, it's called More Than Skin Deep Foot Care. And um, I'm just going to pretty much follow along with my handouts. I do have um, some props that I'll be using throughout uh, the presentation as well. Uh, but the objectives um, I'm going to talk about, uh, you'll be able to identify the risk factors for foot problems, list potential complications to the feet, and state ways to protect your feet from complications. And so to start out, uh, let's uh, define diabetes. And in order to do that, uh, you need to know what's going on in the body of people uh, who don't have diabetes or people who have normal blood sugars. So if you look at my slides here, uh, I've got a couple pictures there, a couple diagrams. And um, what happens, um, people who don't have diabetes, uh, people eat, they eat foods with carbohydrates and carbohydrates are broken down into sugar. So your, your pancreas senses this, and your pancreas has little cells in it called beta cells um, that make insulin. And insulin, it's a hormone. And what insulin does is it unlocks the cells so that the sugar can get inside the, of your cells. And that's what gives you the energy to do your day-to-day -day activities. So people who don't have diabetes, um, you know, think of a scale. Um, you eat, the foods with carbohydrates are broken down into sugar, so there's sugar on this side. Your pancreas senses this, it makes insulin, and it makes enough insulin to keep your blood sugars um, at a balanced level. The other, um, in my picture on there, I also have a picture of the liver, and your liver also works in this process as well. And your liver makes sugar when your blood sugar levels get too low. So for instance, you go to bed at night and you don't eat anything until morning, um, your liver's gonna kick in to keep your blood sugar levels up. So the same thing with our scale, um, you know, we're not eating, but our, liver, our liver's gonna help us out to keep our blood sugar levels in balance. So now when diabetes happens, there's an imbalance in our scale. And there's kind of di different parts of the body that are affected with that. Um, but you know, people, you're still eating, you're still eating some foods with carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are still being released into your blood sugar. But what happens is your pancreas, it gets tired, it gets lazy. So maybe it doesn't make enough insulin. If it doesn't make enough insulin, there's no insulin there to unlock the cell for that sugar to get inside the cell. So therefore, you have higher blood sugar levels. And again, the imbalance with the scale. There's more sugar, not enough insulin. So there's this imbalance going on. Uh, the other thing going on, um, your, your pancreas, it may be making insulin, but it's kind of like it's the wrong key for the lock. I talked about how insulin can unlock the cell so sugar can get inside, but sometimes it's, it's like it just doesn't work. It's, it's like having the wrong key for the lock. It won't unlock the cell. The sugar can't get inside the cell. It stays in your bloodstream, and then you have the higher blood sugar levels. And again, the imbalance with our scale. Um, the third thing is your liver. Um, sometimes your liver, it, it's like it gets stuck in that on position. It forgets to shut off. Um, you know, it, 
it releases it releases sugar to keep your blood sugar levels up, but it doesn't realize there's enough there. So it, it just keeps make, making more and more and more, and therefore you have higher blood sugar levels. So again, the imbalance in our system. So now having the high blood sugars um, over time, that can put you at risk for complications. And on your next slide there, um, it shows you know how diabetes can affect all all parts of your body. Uh, with your eyes, um, it's it's the leading cause of blindness in adults, and that's why it's very important to have eye exams for people with diabetes. Uh, nephropathy, that's your kidneys. Your kidneys are organs that filter waste products, and it's important to keep your blood sugars in control, so to keep your kidneys healthy. Um, having diabetes, having uncontrolled blood sugars, that puts you at greater risk for stroke and for heart disease. And again, important, want to keep your blood sugars in control. And the last one is diabetic neuropathy. And that's what, that affects your nerves with, with your hands, your feet, your extremities. And that's what I'm going to focus a little bit more on today is, is the feet. Okay, so what causes foot problems? Well, first and foremost, uncontrolled blood sugars. I know when I was preparing for this talk, I looked at a lot of different resources, and every page I came upon, um, you know, what causes foot problems, uncontrolled blood sugars was the first thing, thing listed at the top. So this, is re this really has a huge part in contributing to foot complications. Um, another risk factor is peripheral neuropathy, and this is damage to nerves in your feet and legs, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in my next slide. Uh, another risk factor is peripheral artery disease, and this is reduced blood flow to your legs, and I, I also, I'm going to touch on this one in a little bit more detail also. Um, smoking, if you smoke, that puts you at a greater risk of having complications with your feet. Uh, if you use a lot of alcohol, uh, the recommendation is um, alcohol use in moderation. And for women, it's you know one drink minimum a day. And for men, it's two drinks minimum a day. And again, serving sizes, um, I believe it's, it's a six to eight ounce drink. So just to keep that in mind. Uh, elevated cholesterol, that can put you at risk for foot problems. Um, your age. As we age, uh, we are at more risk for problems with our feet. Uh, the length of time we've had diabetes, and if we've had a previous foot ulcer. So going back to that neuropathy. Okay, neuropathy, when we think of neuropathy, you think of feeling. Or in, with diabetes, it can be la lack of feeling in the feet. So neuropathy, as I said, it's nerve damage to your hands and feet, and it can cause weakness, numbness, and pain. Um, some people have you know, lack of sensation, um, pressure, and temperature sensation. So lack of sensation, um, you, you may have areas on your feet uh, that, that you, like if you were to touch it or if you stepped on something, you, you wouldn't know it because you don't have any feeling in that area. Um, changes in temperature, um, you may not be able to feel 
for instance, bath water, if it's really hot or really cold. Um, by putting your foot in it, you wouldn't know because you don't, you don't have that sensation. So these are things, effects from neuropathy that can happen. Uh, the function of your foot muscles. I have, I don't know how well you can see the picture I put on the slide. It is of a foot. And what has happened, it's it, basically the, in most feet there's an arch and the arch is just kind of collapsed. Um, so you basically lose kind of your, your foot function, basically. This can happen from neuropathy. Uh, foot alignment. And uh, I put my source on there, the American Diabetes Association. Um, you know, 50% of people with diabetes have some form of nerve damage um, already. So the other part I wanted to focus on a little more was on circulation or on blood flow. Um, I talked about peripheral artery disease, and this is reduced blood circulation to your arms and legs. And on my picture on the slide, it's, it's an artery, and it, it, if you can see, there's an arrow, and it shows, it shows narrowing of that artery. And that's basically what happens. Those vessels, you know, they narrow, they kind of harden, so it's harder for that blood to go, to go through. So therefore, you have that decreased circulation in your extremities. And again, the American Diabetes Association, um, their statistic tells us that this affects about 20% of people um, over the age of 55. So with, with those risk factors, um, some of the things that can happen are you can have a lot of changes to your, to your skin. Um, some people, their skin gets really dry and especially if your blood sugars are running high, um, you're more at risk for being dehydrated. So that can cause your skin to be dry. Uh, you can get callus formation. And I brought, I brought my little foot model here um, to show you some of the things that can happen. Um, here on the bottom, this is a callus. And calluses are when you, your skin it gets kind of kind of thick and hard callus buildup and that's like from repeated rubbing and pressure and so if you combine that you know with your skin being dry you can see how it can crack and that puts you more at risk for sores for foot ulcers um, there's calluses here on the side I don't think you can see this one quite as well um, other things you can get foot ulcers you can see you know a, a big sore there and again there's that crack, that opening in the skin, which could be a possible source of infection. So if you combine that with high blood sugar levels, um, you know, this, this could really spread deeper to your foot, deeper to the bone. Um, if you have poor circulation, um, this foot doesn't show it, but some people get discoloring. Um, your foot, feet might look a little more purple, bluish, maybe a darker red in color. Those can be related to circulation issues. Um, coolness, you know, your feet might feel cooler, uh, again, from circulation issues. Um, this, this happens to be a bunion here on the side of the foot. And if you'll notice, it's red. And again, that's, you'll see how it kind of goes out, but that, you know, from it rubbing against the shoe, again, more pressure. Um, so, you know, all of these things, these are, um, problems that can happen, just a few of the problems that can happen. 
And these are things that we want to we want to try to prevent, which I'm going to talk about next. Um, you know, if if you can, if you wouldn't treat these, for instance, your ulcer, you know, if, if you decided, oh, it's fine, it's getting better, you know, it, it can continue to spread. Like I said, it could go to your bone, and you know, then you could be at risk, you know, for an amputation for part of the toes, part of your foot. And th this is what we're overall trying to prevent with foot care. So now there was a study done, um, the Diabetes Control and Complications Trial. And this was actually, it was a 10-year study, and it was funded by the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. And basically, the results of this study showed that by keeping your blood glucose levels as close to normal as possible slows the onset and progression of the eye, kidney, and nerve damage from diabetes. So here again you're seeing it, keeping the blood glucose levels in good control. This is really a, a key thing in foot care. And it showed there was a 60% um, re reduced the risk of nerve damage just by keeping those blood glucose levels in control. So this is really, this is a significant trial, and it really shows how keeping your diabetes in good control, um, you know, how you can prevent the nerve damage. Now I want to go off topic for just a little bit. Okay, now everyone, I want you to picture that you've gotten a diamond ring, and it, it's a pretty big size diamond. It's a pretty high value diamond. It's one that you need to insure, um, you need to take it in, have it clean, have the prongs checked. Um, it's a diamond, you know, you probably wouldn't just want to set it in your cup holder, holder of the car or throw it on the table, the coffee table. It's, it's a diamond you want to take care of. Um, so in, in a sense, it's, it's priceless. So if you had this diamond at home, you know, would, would you just leave it setting around? If your kids or grandkids came, um, if you went to the store, would you take it off, leave it in your car? But if, if you had a diamond like that. I, I bet a lot of you probably wouldn't. You'd probably keep it in a box on your dresser, you know, take it to be cleaned, take it in when it needs to be. Well, the same thing, when you think of a diamond ring, you should kind of think of your feet in the same way. Your feet are in a sense, you're, you're, they're crown jewels. And instead of one diamond ring, you have two feet. Um, and what are your feet worth? You know, we talked about this diamond ring being priceless. Well, in a sense, you know, your feet are priceless too. You want to take care of them. And I'm going to talk about some of those things in the next slide. You know, keeping your feet clean, having your feet checked, just like you would the diamond ring. Um, you know, having it clean, having the prongs checked. So, um, my, like I said, treat your feet like crown jewels. Um, diamonds are a girl's best friend, and so are your feet. And we're going to talk about ways that you can keep your feet healthy to keep these, prevent these complications from happening. So, preventing foot problems. Um, this is probably starting to look like deja vu, but again, at the top, controlling blood sugar levels. This is really, this is huge. This is a key part for good foot care. Uh, following a healthy meal plan, uh, watching your portions, watching the amount of carbohydrates that you eat in your diet. Participating in regular physical activity, you know, being active. Exercise helps to lower blood sugar levels. 
Exercise helps with circulation. Exercise is a huge part uh, for good diabetes care. Keeping your blood pressure at goal. Uh, maintaining a healthy cholesterol level. And quit smoking if you smoke. So these are all you know, really gold standard recommendations uh, that you can do uh, to keep your feet healthy. And I'm going to um, talk about a few more things that you can do in addition to these things. So one of the things is to perform daily foot exams. Okay, so there's 365 days in a year. And so of those 365 days, how many times should you check your feet? Very good. All right, test question, yay. Okay, yes, 365 days, that's right. Uh, when you go to the doctor, um, you may go every three months for your diabetes. Your doctor only sees your feet, you know, those, those four times, the, every three months, four times a year. So, um, you know, you need to take it upon yourself to check your feet. Um, and when you check in your feet, um, the top of the foot, you know, it's pretty easy to see, but you also want to check, you know, the sides of your feet and the bottoms of your feet. Sometimes this can be a little bit trickier to see, the bottom or the top, especially, you know, if you're not as limber as you used to be, you know, to, to pull your leg up, to look at your foot. Um, one of the things you can do is ask for help. If you have a family member, a significant other, a relative, a neighbor, you know, ask them to take a look at your feet. Um, it's, you know, it's really one of the best things you can do for your feet. Uh, some other devices, um, there, there's like little, little hand mirrors you can get. So if you're, you know, if, if you're, if you have your foot here, you know, you could put the mirror so that you could, you could see it to see if there is something on the bottom of your foot. There are different types of mirrors you can get. This one is one that extends. So if you, like I said, if you're not as limber as you used to be, you know, you could, you could hold the mirror, maybe, if it'll stay. And then, uh, you know, so your foot is here and you'd hold the mirror out and then, again, you could see, see the bottom of your foot with it. Uh, there are devices like this that do have lights on them also. Uh, I did, I had a patient tell me she used a, a light up makeup mirror. Um, so again, you have the light and the mirror uh, to check the bottom of your feet. I had one patient use a, just like a big full length mirror on your wall and they sat in the chair and they held their foot up so that they could see, see the bottom of their feet. Um, there is a scale. Um, I know Deb's husband uses it and it, it has a mirror on it. So it's, it kind of has a couple purposes. Um, you stand on it and it shows your weight and then it'll light up and, and then there's the mirror. The mirror's kind of concave on it, on the inside, so then you, you can see the bottoms of your feet, plus you have the light for that added visual effect. So there are, are a lot of different tools um, out there. Um, you don't have to go and spend a lot of money on it. Like I said, just you know, looking at your feet, or if you, if you have a hard time seeing them, you know, ask someone to look at your feet. So I've stressed about looking at your feet, but okay, what are, we, what are you looking for? Well, again, your, the blisters, um, ulcers, 
you know, the calluses, if you have cuts or scrapes, you know, changes in skin color, if, you, if your skin's really, really dry, um, you know, those are things you, you want to look for. Um, you know, if, if you have those cuts, scrapes, um, the ingrown nails, um, blisters, you know, if you notice they're not healing, that's when you want to check in with the doctor. Um, you know, after, after a day or so, if you don't think things are getting better, give your doctor a call. They, they will get you in for a visit. Um, don't wait, you know, if you see your doctor every three months for your diabetes, don't wait three months to see it if you have a foot, if you, have, if you notice something on your foot. Give them a call and get in sooner so that they can, if it needs to be treated, they can treat it before it progresses. Okay, shoes. Um, shoe, so shoe shopping can be fun, um, but you want to be a little savvy when you're buying shoes. Yes, we have a question. Can you turn the mirror down? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Didn't mean to put you in the spotlight. All right. Okay. All right. So, all right. Buying shoes, being shoe savvy. Okay. Uh, one of the tricks for shoe shopping um, actually is to shop later in the day. Because um, if you think about it, you know, you're up on your feet all day, and what kind of happens towards afternoon, evening? Um, your feet kind of swell a little bit. Yes, yes. So they're a little bit different size, shape than they were from morning. So if you are looking at getting new shoes, shop, you know, later, later in the day. It's really the best time. And um, try on both shoes when you're shopping. It's, it's real easy just to slip on a shoe and, oh, this looks good, I'll take it. Well, no, you really need to try both shoes on because some people's feet do vary a little bit. Um, and you want to put it on and you want to walk around with the shoe to make sure it's comfortable. Um, something else, um, not necessarily when you're shopping, but when you're at home, is to feel inside your shoe for, for any debris or objects before you put your shoe on. Now, I have a handful of items here. Um, I've, got, I've got a key, I've got, uh, let's see, a safety pin, paper clips, I've got thumbtacks, i got a button, there's a screw. Does anybody know what these items have in common? And, right, the comment here, yes, they've fallen in your shoe, that's right. These, not these actual objects, but these are things that people have had in their shoes, like when they've come into the doctor, they, they take their shoe off and one of these objects has been in their shoe um, because they do not have feeling in their feet. They have that neuropathy, so they've been walking around with this in their shoe and they, they don't know that it's in there. So that's why it's really important to look inside your shoe to see if there is something in there, especially if you have that lack of sensation. Um, and if you have small children or grandkids that come to visit, um, they really like to put things in places. So um, I always think of Legos, um, things like that. So, you know, just get into the habit before you put your shoes on, you know, just check and see if there's anything in there. Uh, another tip about being shoe savvy, um, you want to avoid the tight, point, pointy, high heels, um, open-toed shoes with stitching on the inside. 
Um, yeah, they're real cute. They go with your outfit. They look nice. Um, but in the long run, um, you're really not benefiting your feet by wearing those types of shoes. Um, the kind of shoe you want to get is one with good support. Um, you have, you know, the arch in your foot, so you want to get something with good arch support. You want to have a roomy toe and your lower heel is really your better choice. Um, as far as socks, uh, wearing seamless socks is the key. Um, I brought just a couple to show you. And again, the products I had, I'm not endorsing anything. I just have a couple examples that I wanted to show you. Um, these are, this is actually, it says the, the diabetic sock on it. This is smooth toe, the true seamless sock. And um, as I said, over your toe, um, you know, there is no seam. Um, what happens if you, if you have a seam over your toe, you know, and it, it pushes on it, your shoe push, pushes on it, then you're, there's pressure on there. And that can set you up for a sore, um, you know, from that pressure. So that's why you want to get a seamless sock. Plus, the other thing with these socks, um, you know, at, at your ankle, they're a little bit looser. They're not real constricting. So that helps with circulation, blood flow. Um, you know, this one happens to be black. This one happens to be white. Um, some people, you know, if you wear the white socks, and especially if, if you do have, you know, some neuropathy or lack of feeling in your feet, you know, if you would get a sore, when you take your sock off, you may notice some blood in there. That would kind of be a sign that, oh, there's, you know, something's wrong with my foot. So not promoting white over black, but these are just some things people use. So, and these, you know, these are available in retail stores um, locally. And you, you do not have to buy specific diabetic socks. Um, the key is, you know, that, that seamless sock, that, that's a big key to it. Okay, so kind of finishing up on that shoe part a little bit. Um, some people have um, some diabetes-related foot issues with their feet. I talked about that Charcot foot, or there might, they might have a hammer toe where, like, one of the toe just, you know, it's crossed over on their other toe, or a claw toe where, like, maybe this toe, it's kind of bent, um, or, you know, large bunions, things like that. And, you know, for people who have diabetes and who have foot-related complications, um, there, there is some coverage for therapeutic shoes or inserts. And for those of you on Medicare, if you have Medicare Part B, uh, this covers 80% of the cost of one pair of therapeutic shoes and inserts and fitting annually. And then with Medicare, of course, you are responsible for that uh, remaining 20% and Part B deductible as, as long as that company accepts Medicare assignment. If you have... Um, a supplemental plan, many times you know that supplemental will pick up that remaining cost of the shoe. But I just want to make you aware it is a benefit that's out there. And again, there are certain criteria uh, for that. And private insurances, you know, many, of, many times they follow Medicare. Each plan is different, but some of them do have that, that coverage as well if you're in need of um, therapeutic shoes. Okay, just a few other things. Keeping your feet healthy. Um, wash with mild soap and water. Um, there's all these 
neat smelling perfumey products out there that you can get, the colored soaps, the scented soaps, they smell really good, but they really are hard on your feet. So you really want to avoid those perfumey type soaps. Um, get the alcohol free, just the plain soaps, those are the best thing to use. And um, you know, just, just the plain soap and water, that's really the best thing you can use if, if you do get a cut or sore, anything like that. Um, use warm water and check the temperature. I talked about how some people lose that, that feeling, that temperature, that feeling, that sensation. And so if, if you put your foot in the water, you might not know that it's really hot. You could burn your foot, get a blister. Versus if you used, like if you put your arm, you know, part of your arm, part of your elbow <coughs> under the, the water coming out of the tap, then you could, you, you'd get a better sensation of what the temperature is. Uh, do not soak your feet. Um, soaking the feet, yeah, it does, does kind of feel good. Um, but what happens is if you repeatedly soak your feet, it, it dries out your feet. So again, if your feet are dry, you know, that puts them more at risk for cracking, more at risk for getting infection if you have a crack in your foot. So they really amend, uh, recommend not soaking your feet. And of course, after you shower, you know, have a bath, make sure you dry your feet thoroughly. I talked about um, the same thing with the soap applies to the creams and the lotion. Um, and again, I'm not promoting one product over the other. This one happens to be Eucerin brand lotion, um, but it's perfume-free, dye-free. And if your skin really is cracked, um, actually the creams are a little bit better choice uh, than the lotions. Um, but this is just you know one of the brands that's out there um, that's available. And when you put lotion on, of course, you want to avoid between your toes because between your toes is kind of like a breeding ground for bacteria. If you leave it there, it's moist and bacteria really like that. So you could set yourself up for infection. Okay, a little bit more on foot care. Um, using, we call it a pumice stone. Um, and really, this, this is recommended, you know, if you don't have any neuropathy, no cuts, no scrapes, anything like that. But, you know, after you've had your bath, you can kind of take it and kind of rub along your calluses and that with it. Um, another tool that's out there. Um, you want to keep your toenails uh, trimmed and smooth. Okay, if you are trimming your toenails, um, you want to you cut them straight across. You know, you, you don't want them with the jagged edges on them because those could poke on your other toes and that can set you up for a sore. So straight across. Uh, if you have any visual problems, you know, if you're having a hard time bending over just to cut your toenails, um, you know, we really recommend you have maybe your doctor, a healthcare specialist, or even a podiatrist trim your toenails. Um, I took a class when I first started and um, there was actually a podiatrist in the class who's, who's a foot doctor, and he had diabetes. And the instructors asked him, um, you know, how do you trim your toenails? And he said, well, I, I never trim my toenails. And every, we all kind of looked at him like, wow, he never trims his toenails. Um, but what he does, he uses an emery board. So he doesn't, he doesn't cut them, he, you know, he files them down. So you, you know, you would file it, file your nails down, file the edges so they aren't jagged. So 
just using the emery board, you're decreasing your risk of you know, accidentally cutting yourself, setting yourself up for a sore. So just another thing to think about. Um, drugstore remedies. Um, you really want to avoid those to treat feet. Uh, if, if you go into you know, pretty much any store, there's the little foot care section there, and there are just tons of products out there. Um, you know, betadine, iodine, hydrogen peroxide, those are not good choices for your feet. Um, what happens, all of those things, they, they kind of destroy the healthy cells. So if you already have a sore, any new regrowth, it's, it's kind of destroying those cells. So your best bet is just plain soap and water if, if you get a cut or a sore. Um, and you never want to cut corns, calluses, ingrown nails anywhere on the feet. And that, that is just critical. Um, that, that's probably, other than the daily foot exams, nev never cutting on your feet. Those are my two takeaways I hope you'll take with, from this. Because um, what can happen if, you know, especially with like calluses, you know, it, oh, you, you trim it down to get a little bit shorter and then you keep, you know, you keep cutting, keep cutting. Well, it, it's going to spread and it can go to your bone. Well, if it hits your bone and you have an infection there, you know, that, you know, that can keep going. And then, you know, you're at risk losing a toe, losing part of the foot. So you really do not want to cut, ever cut on your feet. Um, I did, we had a question in the session earlier. Um, they said, now my podiatrist cuts um, corns and calluses. Is that okay? And yes, that's a situation where it's okay. That's why for foot care, um, you know, people go to the podiatrist to have their nails trimmed or if they have other areas of concern. So, so that would be kind of an exception, I guess, to the rule. Okay, the last, my last slide here uh, is just on clinic appointments. And um, one thing I just want to encourage you all to do when you go in to see your doctor, um, take your shoes and socks off at your appointment. Uh, the facility where I work, we have signs there saying, people with diabetes, take your shoes and socks off. And this is so the doctor can look at your feet. Remember, the, the, the four times a year you see the doctor for your diabetes check. This, this is the chance for them to look at your feet. Um, and one of the things the doctor will do is he will use what's called a monofilament. And I have a sample one here. And I, I don't know how well you can see it, but it, it kind of looks like it's really fine fishing line. I guess I'd describe it like that. Um, you know, it's, it's bendable, it's flexible. And um, what the doctor will do is, you know, he may have you close your eyes or he'll have you look away and he'll, he'll touch this to different parts, parts of your feet. And then he'll ask you, you know, if you can feel this. And this is kind of a way he can tell, um, you know, to, to see if you do have some neuropathy or that lack of feeling in your feet. And if you do have areas, you know, where you don't have feeling, you know, those are areas that you really want to pay special attention to when you are doing your foot, foot checks at home. And of course, I, I said this before, but if you, know, if you notice any problems, if you get a cut or sore, blister, it's not healing in a day or so, you know, be sure and call your healthcare provider um, so that you can get in so the doctor can take a look at your foot. 
Um, don't wait until your next diabetes visit.